Corinthians 1, 26 and 29. And then, you can put your finger on that, in Acts 22 then as well. 1 Corinthians 1. Praise God. Are we all there? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen, I'm not. Now, for you see, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many were wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things that are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring nothing to things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Hallelujah. My title I really want to share this morning is, you know, and I want to really encourage you. I feel that I, I was praying about it. I said, Lord, what would you have us bring? I just, I just felt in my heart that the Lord wants to encourage you this morning. And the title I want to bring is, God has chosen you. Simple. God has chosen you. For each of us sitting here this morning, God has chosen for the specific plan, the specific purpose in your life to bring it to fulfillment for the glory of his name. You were chosen. I could sit down and just leave it at that. You were chosen. God has chosen you to reveal himself to you. Isn't that incredible? God has chosen you before even time existed to bring you into a place where he would have you born again, spirit-filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit. For what purpose? To reveal himself to you. That's incredible. I don't know about you. I was meditating on this whole aspect of what God wants to do in our life, individually and corporately together as a church. And that purpose is to reveal himself to us. Incredible. And I believe in these last days, God has chosen you to bring another story from the story what we're hearing now. There's so many voices being, you know, we've been bombarded with in social media and everything. So many different stories. So many voices, even from churches. But I believe God wants to bring a story that is different to what they're saying. And it's a story of victory. It's a story of a resurrected life, which is you and I. It's a story of an overcoming life, which is you and I. It's a story of us being born again, spirit-filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit, to bring something of what has been revealed to us as a people into the natural. That's where I believe God wants to bring us into a place in these latter days, especially, hallelujah. And I believe we're in a great awakening. I believe God wants to bring a great awakening within the church to bring it out, to bring it out. To bring it out. And just in, as in scripture, he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> foolish. But God chose me. Here I am in the eyes of all those around me in the natural. Foolish. But God has chosen me. <laughs> and when God chose you, it brings in a whole new level, people. It brings a whole new destiny. It brings a whole new future. It brings a whole new life, hallelujah, because God has chosen you. Amen. What man has chosen can only bring you into a natural place, 
and elevate you to a natural place. But what God has chosen brings, brings you to a totally different place. It brings you to a place where you walk in the newness of life. You walk in the fullness of life. You walk in that place of authority because God has chosen you. It's not because of anything we have or anything we can bring. But it's because who we are in him. God has chosen you. Hallelujah. Turn me, if you will, to the book of Acts. In Acts 22, verses 12 on, here's a man who was chosen. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony, which all the Jews dwelt there, came to me. And he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at the same hour I looked up at him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witnesses to all men what you have seen and heard. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Here we see an incredible, we all know it. We all know Paul's testimony or Saul at that time. On the road to Damascus, an incredible encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus taken him from a place where he was a zealot. He had a passion to what he thought was doing the will of God. But God revealed himself in an incredible way. And he became a witness of the gospel. He became an incredible witness of the gospel. An encounter with Jesus. And it was all of a sudden moment. And I believe in these latter days, I'm praying for it, I'm believing for it, that in these latter days, there's all of a sudden moments in God. That all of a sudden God will reveal himself in a new way for those who are even coming against the church of Jesus Christ. I've got to believe it. I've got to believe those who are coming against what we believe, what we stand for, God can do the same as he did then, he can do it in these days. He can knock that man who's coming against the church off his horse and reveal himself to him. I believe that in these days. For those who are coming against us, for those who are contrary to the word of God, for those who think they were doing righteous things, God will reveal himself in such a way that it will knock them off and bring them to a place where they will bring the glory of God into a new generation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Suddenly, the presence of God came. Suddenly, the presence of God came. That's my prayer. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, presence of God comes and I know as I was meditating on this there was there was a time in my life I, I felt like it's not that I didn't believe God but I felt unworthy to be in his presence and I believe for some of us in church even here in Mowers we feel we have been called of God but we're just in that place where we just can't step into the fullness because we don't believe we're chosen we don't believe we've been called of God we're doing the right things in, in, in the natural, but we just don't believe it because we feel unworthy. But I'm here to tell you this morning, you've embraced the viewpoint of yourself that God doesn't see. You have embraced the viewpoint of yourself that God doesn't see. God sees you as a precious child, as a, as a beloved child. He sees you as calling, separated for the glory of God. Hallelujah. You have been chosen. Amen. He sees you different than you see yourself. He sees you in the heavenly places. He sees you seated at the right hand of God Almighty. He sees you in the victory. Your victory this morning, he sees it. Hallelujah. Your healing this morning, he sees it. Hallelujah. Because God has chosen you to live in that freedom and the liberty that was purchased on the cross of Calvary to bring you into that place this morning. 
He has chosen you. Hallelujah. The only thing that was ever created that has its own will is mankind. Every other creature has its will, you know, hasn't got a will. It does fly, you know, the geese, wherever they fly, south and north, wherever they have to do. But we have our own will. And that determines our walk with the Lord. We can do and say what we want. But I believe God wants to bring us to a place where we don't feel unworthy any longer. That we can step into the fullness of what God has for us. When we stop resisting God, when we call out to him, I'm weak, I'm blind, I can't do this. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. God will say, darkness gives way to light. Hallelujah. Weakness gives way to strength. Confusion gives way to order. Hallelujah. Because God has chosen you for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Are we awake this morning? Come on, people. God has chosen you for something incredible in his eyes, in his kingdom. Hallelujah. Something incredible has been birthed within you. When, you get, when he gave you life, something from, it, from heaven, there's a transaction that took place when we became born again. And that transaction, transaction was the, the, the presence of God, the promises of God, the kingdom of God coming into your very life. And it's not to be held there, but it's to be released into the fullness of what God has attained to work in, into the natural, that men and women will see the fullness of God in your life being revealed into the natural because God has chosen you for such a time as this to bring, to bring the gospel, to show the gospel in its true power, in the authority that has been placed within you, to be released, that men and women will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Men and women will, just like, the, like Paul, been brought to a place where Christ reveals himself by the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. God has chosen you. God has chosen you to be a living witness in these days. Not just a witness, but a living witness. Hallelujah. Praise God, a living witness. Not just a witness, but a living witness. Because there is life within. A life within. Hallelujah. 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 And in the, in, when Ananias came, think about this for a moment. Ananias came from a prayer meeting. He was in the presence of God. Imagine for one moment, Pastor. There we are on a Tuesday on a Zoom call, in a prayer meeting. And God says, I want you to go. I want you to go. <laughs> There's a man in prison. There's a man who's, in it, who's broken. There's a woman who's in prison. Wherever it may be, I want you to go. None of you will be like, well, I'll, I'll get confirmation on that. I'll pray about it. I might even fast about it. But you see, Ananias, God had called him because he heard the report. He heard the report of what Paul was doing, or Saul at that time. He heard what he was doing, but still he knew the voice of God because he had been chosen of God for such a time as this Think about that for one moment. A man in his prayer, hearing the voice of God, and he was chosen for such a time as this to go and take the scales from the eyes and pray for a man who was a murderer, who was a lunatic. Think about it. There's a lunatic out there waiting for his scales to be taken off. Think about it. There's some lunatic out there that God is calling us to take the scales of his eyes off, that the revelation of who Jesus really is has to be revealed to him. 
Hallelujah. And God has chosen you and I to be that such person to bring the gospel, the living word of God. Hallelujah. He has chosen you. Arise. Hallelujah. Why are you waiting? Ananias said it to Paul. And now why are you waiting? You received your sight. Why are you waiting? What are we waiting for, people? I want to encourage you. This is an encouragement. I want to encourage you. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting? My brothers and sisters are going to hell. Why am I waiting? My war colleagues are going to hell. Why am I waiting? They need a revelation of Jesus Christ as the risen Savior. They don't need just a, a religion. They need a revelation of who Jesus is. That's what happened, Paul. What he heard about Jesus, but God brought him to a place where it was a revelation. A revelation where Christ revealed himself. Himself. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the New Year word, I was meditating on this. In the New Year word, we've been given a word, say, rebuild. We're building on the foundations of what God has given to us. Hallelujah. And I was meditating on this, saying, Lord, what? we're in August now. Some are thinking about Christmas already. <clears throat> Say nothing. Some are already thinking about putting the trees up. The year is nearly coming to an end. But we're only in August. We're only in August, people. And I was visualizing, and this is just my mind. It's not a vision or it's nothing like that. I could see the house. I'd see the house being rebuilt. The kitchen's going in, but we forgot something. We haven't put, we haven't put um, the, the handles on yet. We need to pick the right handles because they bring value. We need to pick the right paint because it brings value. And what I'm asking this morning is you. You bring value to the house of the Lord. You've got to realize you bring value to the house of the Lord. And you've got to see that because you've been chosen. Joseph, we're thinking about an attic conversion to bring value to the house. We need you. Ray, we're looking for to do the landscaping for the garden because it brings value to the house. We need you. We're looking to bring value, maybe a conservatory. We're looking now in August. We're not finished till December. The house is, in the timeline of what God has given to us, the house is going to be finished in December. But now we're looking at putting the finishing works to it and saying, how can I bring, add value to the house? How can I add value to this house now? Conservatories, the right paint, the right kitchen, the right handles, the right tiling. These are the finishing works now. Hallelujah, I believe God now wants to pour into us as a people and as a church and you are chosen for it. You have been chosen for such a time as this to help with the rebuilding of what God wants to do. And what an incredible time in January when the finished work happens. We can look back, open the doors and welcome everyone into the house because it's a finished work. It's a finished work, hallelujah. And you have been chosen. And you know, I want to talk to this is across every spectrum of age, creed, and nationality, wherever you may be. You know, I, I was reading uh, Bill Johnson's book, Open Heaven, and, and he does a, part of, um, a paragraph talking about mature Christians and how, he spoke to me, how as mature Christians we can sort of take a foot off the gas. And it's great to see the young people to take the reins, to come in. And build upon what we have done as foundations. Or what the Lord has done as foundations. It's great to do that. 
But it's not over for me. Because I'm going to tell you this. God has still chosen me. Just because he is, I have matured to a certain extent, it doesn't mean it's over. Oh, no. It gets better. And uh, Bill Johnson talks about, I think we've been robbed as Christians, men and women who are mature in Christ. We've been robbed. We've allowed the enemy to tell us to take our foot off the gas. Where I believe it's more than a time in this for those who are longer in the Lord as it is to step in because we bring something into the house that the young people can't bring in. You understand that? And the young people bring something in the house that we can't bring in. It's that unity together working for the glory of God in the house of God for the kingdom of God. For to bring it from a place that we can spread it out into the roads and to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. It's not finished yet. You are chosen. Hallelujah. That's encouragement for me. You don't know. The Lord hasn't forgotten me. The Lord hasn't forgotten you. I'm speaking that into your life now this morning. You mightn't feel it. You might feel you're finished, but I'm telling you from the heart of God, God has chosen you. He has not forgotten you. You are still a vital part of, of the body of Jesus Christ. Until you breathe your last breath, it is not over. Hallelujah. It is not finished, hallelujah. God is still building his church in these latter days and he wants you and I to bring it, to bring it to a place where we can build it into the fullness, into the fullness of what God has ordained in his heart for us as a church. Amen. The people's church. What God has ordained for us to fulfill in this nation, in this nation and the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in conclusion, in Isaiah 61, it says this well known portion of scripture. You needn't turn to it, you know it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And here it is. And they shall rebuild the own ruins, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many gen generations. The most wonderful conclusion to this portion of scripture is the cities that have been in ruins for many generations are brought back to beauty, order, and life. Wow. God will do this through you and I, called for such a time as this. As we discover God in his nature and his presence and even his confidence, we discover why we're alive and why we can contribute to the overall story of humanity on planet Earth. You were chosen for such a time as this. And I believe God, as I said at the start, there's so many voices. So many voices. So many voices. So many pronouns. So many this. So many that. And God has chosen you to be a voice to bring clear direction clear direction for those who need it. 
he will rebuild the cities again. This nation was known as a nation of saints and scholars. God will rebuild it and bring it back to its place where, into, its, into the place where it was on his heart to fulfill it. Bring it to a place where we will see the glory of God once again. We will see the power of God once again. Do you want to see that, people? Amen. I don't know about you. I want to see the glory of God again. I want to see the power of God. Not for my glory, but imagine if for one moment, the all of a sudden moments in God, the presence of God, as I step in into what he has for me as a, a man of God, as a woman of God, because he has chosen me. Because he has chosen me. Shall we pray? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just want to glorify your name. I just want to thank you. I want to magnify your name because of who you are, Lord. But I want to thank you, Lord, that you made a way where there seemed to be no way. I think about you, Jesus. When you gave it all up on the cross of Calvary, that sacrifice for mankind, that sacrifice to bring us into a place where we are chosen of God, when I think about you, Father, you gave us as an inheritance unto Christ because of the sacrifice. You gave us as a present as it is unto, the, unto our very Lord and Savior. And he, is, he treasures us and he loves us and he died for us as, an, uh, that's a, as a sacrifice unto us, Lord. We want to thank you. We want to glorify your name, Lord. We are nothing without you, but in you, Jesus, we have everything. We have been chosen. Before time even existed, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I pray, O oh Father, for such a revelation unto our hearts. The work is not yet over. We are not finishing what you want to do in our lives as individuals and corporately together as a church. I pray for everyone here this morning. I pray, Lord, just touch hearts this morning. Touch hearts. Touch hearts, Lord. Reveal yourself in a new way. Reveal yourself in a new way. Show us our right standing before you, Lord. Show us who we are in you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.